you will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. Galactic Net. welcome to the Scum and Villainy Podcast. I'm your host, Richard White, better known as Kelvin Tiberius. Joining me today is Blair Bunky, better known as uh, Scruffy, the ship's janitor. Blair, what's up? Ricky, I have encountered a traitor. Oh. <laughs> Just starting out hot. What, who's, who's our traitor? Tyler, is there anything you'd like to say before I say anything further? No? No? <laughs> Anything? I don't know Any, where this is I going. I guess, hold up, hold up. Let me, let me just get this out. I guess also joining us is Tyler Tippett, better known as Starslinger72, the ship's cook. Anyways, what do you have to say? What do you have to say about this, this uh, Blair? What, what are you talking about? Well, a certain crew member's father appeared on a live chat of another podcast uh, one or two nights ago. Now... I don't know how... Are you talking about Dad Tippett? It may have been Dad Tippett. It may not have been. I don't... I'm not a snitch. So I'm just going to point you in the right <laughs> direction. But uh, I think... I think uh, we need to do a little investigation. Find out if we have to put down... Because uh, you know what happens if... if you... I, I don't I don't even know why. I mean, what... what I, you, can't, you can't just tease me like that, Blair. You can't do that. Well, I've, I believe... Uh, did you know this, Tyler? Your dad was on Radio OCX the other night? Dude, he's on, like, oh. every week. <laughs> he's, like, an unofficial regular uh, member, especially when they do their town halls. Okay. Well, I'm not a, I'm not official regular listener. I just, I just listened a little bit last night, and, uh, he made a Facebook post, so I assumed it was, like, his first time, but, anyway. Sorry, Ricky. No. Sorry to get off track. I guess we don't have to execute <laughs> so, him, so, go ahead, move on. <laughs> All right, well, um... Man, I thought there was, like, people were going to find out I tried to fly Rebels <laughs> one time or something like that. <laughs> All right, finally, joining us today is Dr. Bob Randall, better known as Major Juggler, the ship's computer. What's up, Bob? Well, uh, I also had a mishap because, uh, you know, as the ship's computer, I decided for once I'd, I would try going down into the boiler room, and darn it, somebody down there must have, like, booby-trapped something because this, like, flame torch came out of nowhere and gave me, like, this giant six, seven-inch gash in my leg. So I don't know which one of you guys it was, but I know it was one of you guys. I warned you to stay out. It's not... If, if you go in, I can't be held responsible. You uh, showed us no pictures comment. of those, Bob, and that just looks terrifying. I don't want to go too far into it, but uh, you did you did receive a mishap recently, right? I did. We're, we're going with I was wrestling an alien crocodile, and uh, that's what happened. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is pretty cool. I do. And I know. I'm going to have a sweet scar on my right leg now. It's, you know, eight stitches. That's that's the best part. Yeah, and it missed my tendons and arteries, so I'm good. All right, so let's jump in. We uh, we skipped a week due to the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Or what's the star? Is is it Star Wars? Which one's Thanksgiving in Star Wars? Is there one? Do they have Thanksgiving in Star Wars? Doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, but we're back today. We've uh, 
we're going to go ahead and cover some of our ship's booty that we've got. Uh, I don't think we have much, but I know Bob has something that he wants to talk about. Um, we also missed the Sheath of Pete article, and we're going to go through some of the spoilers in that and some of the ridiculousness in that. And then we're going to, for the very end, we're going to, just to keep Tyler hyped for the entire episode, we're going to talk about some of the information we learned about the silencer, and that's pretty exciting. But anyways, let's start off with Booty. Uh, I, uh, I'll i start. I, I'm finally not undefeated in my local league. I lost, and this is... This is the most ironic thing in the entire time. I had been flying good lists, and then I flew A-wings, and then I lost, guys. I don't think I've told anybody this yet, but I am—I was just so angry and mad. I lost by, like, six points, like 53 to, like, 47 or something like that. I don't remember. Something around that range, and it was just the most frustrating loss I've ever had in a long time. So you tried to fly uh, A-wings because Marcel got you all hyped? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marcel's doing great with them. Maybe it's because Marcel's a better player than me. Maybe. Um, I'm going to but... blame it on the locals in the Chicago scene, not the aces <laughs> in the Chicago scene. They're just not up to the same caliber as KC. Um, but that being said, like, I had a good game. I just I thought I had it in the bag. I tried to win on time, and that was not smart of me. And I, I didn't keep my head in the game, and I lost it because of that. So that's kind of depressing. Uh, anyways, moving on. Um, uh, and I'm, and now I'm like trying to like get as much X-Wing in a- ahead of time, or I've kind of like been on the lowdown because the wife is like super mega ultra pregnant. Like we're recording right now and it's entirely possible that she goes into labor during the episode. So hopefully you guys will finish it and hopefully I'll remember to stop recording. So there's at least that, um, Anyways, well, let's kind of move on to... Does anybody else have any booty? I know that Bob's got something, but I don't want to skip you before before we move on to Bob because Bob's I, got a pretty think, sweet announcement. I think all I have is a bunch of deep core losses. Uh, my most recent <laughs> one was amazing. So on a whim, because I, I don't know, it was like one in three or something before this game last night, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to fly robots because it'll be fun. So I'll go fly Jesper Hill's robots. And uh, so that's what I put up. And it was against uh, Kitty7, which I think, Blair, you might have called him out earlier on an earlier cast as like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's like really high up in deep core. Well, funny story is it turns out that he was the one who knocked Jesper Hills out of the, I believe it was Belgian national champions. Uh, yeah, like top 16. Yeah, yeah, he flew him and he knocked him out of top 16. So now he beat me too, of course. I I am nowhere near as good as Jesper Hills with control bots. I like I forget half the time that I even have an ion bomb. Uh, it's it's bad. <laughs> Ion Bomb is so good too. Like Blair, Blair is. I've I've now converted to the church. I'm in. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so it didn't go very well then. Uh, no, no. Well, I mean, technically <laughs> it was close by points at time. Like, I lost a time with a one hit point IG, and he had a uh, he had a skirk that was pretty much full health and. Wow. Maybe in a completely untimed game, then maybe I hunt the silly thing down. But yeah, you know, it, it, it went to 19 rounds. It was a long game. <laughs> uh, Blair, do you got any booty before we go into uh, Bob's announcement? Blair, Tyler? Well, I'm 5-1. and one. I still got to try to get another game or two in. I, I'm in third right now. Second place is 5-3. and three, But unfortunately, today is Thursday the 30th. And I'm leaving for Fresno tomorrow, so 
I don't know what I'm going to do. Mr. Joe Desmond dodged me on Vassal last night, but he says he says if we play... You're a player, a player you're like the boogeyman, though. Well, you know? he didn't want to quote-unquote give anything away because there's a chance we meet, see each other at Fresno, but he at least said that if we play in the regional, he would let me count that as a Vassal, as my interdivisional game. So, so I got that going for me, but... Uh, yeah, gonna gonna try to maybe get one in tonight, but I got so much stuff going on, doesn't look like it. So it's looking like I'm probably gonna finish third and not advance in a deep core sad phase. Well, just murder everybody else uh, the next year, and you'll be just fine. You're like the boogeyman. On, on hey, hey, I'm gonna get demoted, and I'm, that means he might have to murder me. That'd be an, yeah, there. You go. We wouldn't be throwing games. Bob, <laughs> uh, Bob would be you know competing them you know just. Just fine. Um, anyways, uh, Tyler, do you got anything, or are we, we going to go into Bob's announcement? Uh, no, I, I haven't played X-Wing in, <laughs> we, in weeks. It's been a... Uh, no, I, I Man, I haven't really had a one chance and, to. Uh, yeah, since, I went like, one and two at like a local league thing a few weeks ago, um, where I ran uh, I ran the Racklow uh, Sunter. Yeah. Like list you guys did. I went one and two. One game was super tight, and... Um, it was what I was against triple Wookiee under normal circumstances. I pull it out. Like the Wookiee just got really hot, uh, red dice down the line mm -hmm. to punish my, uh, my rack, which was frustrating and sad. And then I ran into uh will running a really jank triple PS nine <laughs> harpoon Carrick's list. Uh, and he like murdered rack off the table and, and one and a half rounds. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> this seems good. <laughs> seems like it's. I was like, why like am I not PS10 and 11? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I don't. I probably got some altar cards or something like that. I didn't really pay attention. Uh, so Bob, let's jump into. You've been. We've been teasing uh, a project that you've been working on off and on for a while. So why don't you give us uh, your announcement with uh, your community mod? Sure. Although I did realize I did actually uh, play real life X-Wing a few weeks back with Thweek. I did the Thweek thing. And it, uh, now what do you think about Thweek? So I basically did Paratani, but with Thweek instead of Fen. So it's kind of the same because you get the piece that moves last and except this one does really weird barrel rolls and stuff. So I did manage to win all three of my games, and I think I also set a record for how little MOV I got after winning three games. It was about, I think it was 344 MOV after winning three games. Yikes. <laughs> it was really wow. bizarre. Like, I barely won all of them. Um, but yeah, it was pretty fun. It was entertaining. And of course, it's Paratani, so I've flown it like a ton. So it's kind of something I'm used to. Uh, but I did get, I did get the Horton card. So I heard a rumor that you as well might have a Horton card as well. Uh, I have I have a few. Uh, I've been receiving some, you know, for I don't know what reason. I'm, you know, I just but I just so, keep getting them. So there's that. Are you going to give a shout out to the best Horton card that you've gotten so far? Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. So what's the guy's name? It was Nick. Uh, it's Nick. It's Nick Mock. Nick Mock. He's one of my local Central Illinois guys. All right. So you know how I'm getting these these Horton cards sent to me, which you know I'm I'm not sure what kind of art piece I'm going to make out of them, but I'm not going to make uh, change this one. So I get this like card pack, and it says official FFG like cards or something like that. 
and then in uh, like crayon, right? Yeah, yeah, and like no, like in like in like permanent marker, like like a child wrote on it. Yeah, and and then there's the Horton card, and then there is a EPT that is the BTL uh, four. What is it? The BTL A. It's it was a title. title. Yeah, yeah. So the the Y wing title, but it says official FFG tape, and it's a tapes together card, and it's the Y wing. Or the A wing test pilot uh, uh, title, right? So you could give yep. Horton an EPT, and I just brought a, a, a tear a tear to my eye because it we, was amazing. We just combined Horton and A wings at the same time. I need to see yeah, a picture of this. Yeah, I will. I will share a picture. It's freaking amazing, and uh, I want. It's official FFG tape, so. Right? I feel like I can run this somewhere. I mean, it's official. Everyone's fine with it. You know, <laughs> I would want I want to find the person who would not be fine with that. Yeah, I was going to say, as Chris, as Chico would say, do whatever you want on the bottom tables. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, let's jump into let's jump into community mod. Bob, tell us about community mod. Well, in this magical, mystical place where there's rainbows and unicorns and there's Tie Fighters that are not terrible. And there's X-Wings that aren't terrible, they aren't named Bigs, and uh, a whole host of other things. So uh, I'm, I'm done getting my first cut on maybe around half of the ships in the game or so, and looking to get some playtesting feedback on uh, X-Wings and TIE Fighters starting all the way at the beginning. So I made a post on the FFG forums, and I put a few Facebook posts out there uh, just announcing that I'm going public now, although I'm not in that many groups, so I don't know how many people got it via Facebook. Uh, but basically, this is a community mod, quote-unquote, effort to just rebalance the game, make X-Wings TIE Fighters better again. And um, So it should be exciting if we can get some uh, community involvement with that. Right now, as far as balancing goes, it's kind of a one-man show, because I'm the only one that's really pushing it. Uh, Long-term, I'd love to see it take off and have other people uh, contribute and, you know, have more of a, you know, roundtable sort of voting methodology for deciding how things should go once we get stabilized. I know uh, several people have mentioned like Warhammer 40k, I think it's ITC is what it's called, uh, just some sort of uh, tournament circuit that's basically unofficial, but uh, they changed the game around a little bit. So this is maybe more ambitious than that from a balance standpoint, because I'm touching everything in the game uh, cost-wise, but uh, I I'm excited for it. What I really need is somebody to uh, volunteer to do a squad builder. We might have somebody in the UK that's going to work on one. He's been thinking of doing it already, but he hasn't promised anything. So, so we'll see. Yeah, that'll be that'll be very helpful for being able to run tournaments and stuff because you can submit a link. Yeah, you or need, if you need. Yeah, you need to be able to like say this is the list. Play it easy. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. What what I'm envisioning long term is full integration with Vassal, obviously. So you have XWS spec compliant. Uh, if Sozin was on, he could talk more about that than, than I could, but basically have a list builder that can then feed stuff into Vassal or feed stuff into whatever, uh, and then also be able to just print out a physical list because uh, since this is a community mod and if people were playing tournaments with this, you wouldn't need the official cards because there are no official cards for my custom cards. They're just, you know, things I've created. But, you know, functionally you still need them. Uh, at least on paper to say, hey, I've got, you know, S-foils on my X-Wing or whatever. So what I'm envisioning is that we have a squad builder and there's a print button and it just prints out your whole list and it's like, well, here, that's what I have. So it's basically digital distribution of uh, 
card content, so to speak. And there's a few cards that you'll probably need to actually make a proxy of, a printout. Uh, the one that I'm thinking of in particular is what I've called Incom Refit because it gives X-Wing access to three sloop and we do it through a card so if the card is showing one way your three banks are three banks like they normally are. If the cards flip the other way your engines are turned on and the three bank turns into a three sloop. Uh, so that's that's really really cool so that's so what was your sort of thought process behind that change for for X-Wings? So X-Wings I didn't want to give them all of the dodgy, maneuverable, let's boost, let's barrel roll, let's do all the soon tier fell things. Oh wait, on pilot skill two, it's useless. A lot of mm-hmm. people have like thought about that, but that that's not what you want them to be. They just they fly in there. They should be kind of beefy. They're described as being powerful in the core set of the game. You know, fly powerful X wings and nimble or maneuverable Tie fighters. So I really wanted to put the powerful back in the X wings, bring them back up jousting wise to where they should be. And the last piece of that puzzle turns into they need to actually be able to still shoot things. And the only way they could turn around right now is a 4K. And I wanted to give them a little bit of a angular repositional option. Yeah, it gives them a little bit better arc control. Yeah, yeah or positional option, I should say, not repositional. And I wanted to err slightly on the side of make X-Wings good if you're going to err one way or the other because they're X-Wings. Uh, I generally don't get too much pushback against that, although I know Tyler is still sad that I gave a three sloop, which is the <clears throat> Empire's maneuver, to... Uh... It's fine now, the silencer got a talon roll. They broke the pie chart. <laughs> and the Star, Vi- the Star Viper did have a three sloop as well, so... Well, yeah, no, but no. Scum. scum always gets both. Yeah, that's true. Rebels get talon rolls, yeah, Empire well. gets sloops. Now it's all messed up. Well, It's all, you... it's all taken away. Uh, I will say that the uh, titles that I came out are rather upgrade cards for the X-Wing. So, uh, Incom Refit was the one we were just talking about. It says X-Wing only. Well, that means it works on the T-70 as well. So, Tyler, I just won up to you because now the T-70 X-Wing gets a K-turn, gets a Talon roll, and gets sloops. So, people can enjoy flying their T-70s. But it's not a green move, so the regen doesn't happen. I'm fine with it. Yes. Oh, also, we nerfed R2-D2. It only works every other round. I'm sorry, Corn. It needed to happen. Uh, Luke is still okay. But, yeah. It's actually kind I of... Like what, I like what you did with the uh, TIE Fighters. Uh, tell me about the swarm... What is it? Swarm formation? Or... Yeah. I think I actually mentioned it last cast I was on. Mm-hmm. So the attack formation card basically says if your target is also in arc of another friendly ship with attack formation, then you can just add... I did, but we'll talk about it again. (laughs) Because I'm so hyped for it. Yeah, well, okay, if you're a TIE Swarm, you can take attack formation, and uh, either... The only thing that can take attack formation is TIE Fighters and Z95s, and maybe when I get to it, the M3A Seek, but I haven't gotten to that card yet. I'll, I'll probably do that for the M3A Light Seek, but I don't know. So in any event, if you're shooting at something and you've got multiple guys that have attack formation with this thing, with your defender and arc, uh, then you can just straight up add a die. Like, add, uh, sorry, not add a die, but add a hit result to your to your attack. Uh, but the caveat is that if you do that, you can only ever get one damage. So it's intended to solve the problem of TIE Fighters can't hit the broadside of a barn. It's just impossible against something that's like three agility and tokens, or even a Wookiee. Like, Wookiees nowadays have one agility and a reinforced token. You can't punch through that. Well, this can help punch through that. 
and then while I was at it, I'm like, you know, they kind of need a little bit more durability. I tried giving them an extra hull, play tested it once or twice, and it just takes too long. It's If you've ever tried to kill a full TIE Swarm and they all have hull upgrades on them, it's terrible, even with X-Wings that get dice re-rolls with S-Foils, which I didn't just talk about. So I gave him a disposable card. It's just one-time use, evasive thrusters. Uh, you can discard this card to re-roll a blank result. So that's that's good enough. It should hopefully be able to push him up a little a bit. A or all your blank results? A result, just one. Oh. It's very minor, but... I had to be careful not to make it too good. Uh, so we need playtesting because very that's, few. That's not true. That's that's simply not true. Wh- which part's you can just not give true? It to them. <laughs> that you, you you can make them too good. It's fine. Because they're Tie Fighters and they just deserve to sure. be awesome. They do. They deserve to be the shark that they used to be. Well, you know the beautiful thing about having upgrade cards like evasive thrusters is I can change the card wording later if we decide they need to be better. So I have very, very little playtesting data on TIE Swarms because, shockingly, people don't fly them in real life because they've been dead for a while, and they're actually hard to fly. So if anyone wants to test out Community Mod with uh, testing TIE Fighters versus uh, X-Wings, that'd be great. I would call on Dallas Parker, but he's busy getting married and stuff, so I don't think I can recruit him, and that's perfectly okay. But we need uh, we need another hero of the... That seems pretty weak for an excuse. Dallas, teach your fiancé <laughs> how to fly tie swarm. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. All right, so is there anything else uh, you want to say about uh, the community mod? How can If someone wants to t- uh, help you test... Uh, what do they need to do? I think we're, we'll have at least a link in the show notes, uh, but is there anything that, anywhere anyone can go to like check that out? Yeah, so I made a post on the FFG forums, which we will link to, and one of the things that I did right in the beginning is I just put a bunch of links there to different things that are useful. So right now there's obviously no squad builder, uh, so list building is kind of a pain. You can manually list build if you want to. I have a balance spreadsheet with all of the data there that you could manually go in and like kind of tinker with for the ships that have been rebalanced, and you could put together some lists. Uh, but what you really could do is I have already built up some pre-built lists already that are hopefully halfway good at balancing against each other, like Seven Tie Swarm, Crack Swarm, the good old Sinister Six for all you old-timers that remember that one, all the old name TIE Fighters. Uh, and I made up some T-65 X-Wing lists as well. Uh, there's actually quite a few in there through, you know, Wave 1, 2, 3 sort of thing. Uh, B-Wings have gotten touched up and stuff too, but I don't need to go into those now. So so right on that link, there's there's links for a pre-built list, and uh, the lists themselves, uh, that document, each of those lists that I have listed there in that document, there is also another link to a printable PDF that has the breakdown for everything you need. So if you were going to an actual like tournament, you could actually just take that PDF that's got all the upgrades on it, including all the new upgrades. Uh, the only thing you would need, like I said, was uh, like for X-Wings, you would need a way to proxy the uh, IMCOM refit so you can flip the card one way or the other. But I also have printable uh, cards for that as well, which I also have a link to that. So the really important thing is if you're going to mess around with this, let me know how it goes. Uh, so you can either post on the FFG forums on that thread, or you could post on the Facebook group, which I have a link to. Uh, and the, another great way, maybe the best way, is I have a link to an electronic playtesting form, uh, which is a Google form that you can provide feedback. So say, you know, I flew this, the other guy flew that. Uh, you will have to say how well you thought the winner 
flu versus the other person, uh, the loser, and how lucky you think the winner was, because it's good to have that information. Sometimes you get really strong outliers one way or the other, and you want to know. Uh, other, And then, of course, you can just enter some comments like, ah, oh, TIE Fighters, they're busted good, boo, and say why, that's fine. <laughs> Feedback is always welcome. Uh, so hopefully everything that's needed for, for getting testing in is... Uh, is somewhere in that link. If it seems like there's something missing, then then let me know. I'm kind of trying to do the best I can without a squad builder being up and ready yet. But I really wanted to get some data, and I know people have been asking for it, so if anyone wants to mess around with it, go for it. Uh, and also, I do want to offer special thanks to the New York City crew, because they actually have already run a casual tournament uh, probably a month and a half or two months ago now, where they were using a slightly earlier version of my rules, and that helped us to iron out a few kinks uh so that was yeah cool. i want to i want to run at some point once we've get everything we get everything put together i want to run a whole bunch of uh scum and villainy tournaments just to see just i don't know to see if we can so at a minimum we'll we'll try and at least do that at some point yeah that'd be fun to get some interest for i know people have asked that because mm. i mean some people are just never going to play a mod because they're just hardcore uh yeah, but FFG. people love acrylic, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Oh, all right. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm, we're all super excited for the community mod. Let's move on to some news, though, because we've got uh, a lot of stuff that we miss, and I want to go through the oldest stuff first, and then we'll get into some of the newer, more hype stuff. Although I am personally, I need to kind of be taught how I feel on this one because I I feel like this uh, this ship can be very very good. The the Sheathapede. We got some articles and some spoilers about the Sheathapede, and now we generally know everything there is to know about the ship. And I I think I'm excited. So let's jump into it. Uh, there was the Sheathapede article that dropped. It uh, kind of went into and uh, lots of good uses for coordinate just for review the sheath the bead is two attack uh, front and rear arc two agility four hole one shield with focus target lock and coordinate with uh the crew upgrade and the astromech upgrade now so somebody tell me why coordinate is good because i've only played epic one time why is coordinate so crazy powerful because push the limit core and horn needs like four actions per turn. Mm -hmm. It's basically you can take a ship that wouldn't normally have ac access to getting multiple actions, or if it got multiple actions, there would be a big detriment to it. And mm -hmm. suddenly take, you know, spend 15 points on another ship, and now that you're, you're getting access to all those actions. Um, previously, we only saw it on the, um, on the Upsilon shuttle. And it was very strong, but it was kind of gated by the fact that you had to bring one of those shuttles, and they were expensive. Like, it's yeah. not that, I mean, they had a big four-dice gun, they had, they had they could do a lot of stuff, but they were still just a shuttle. Like, a little bit more maneuverable than the Lambda shuttle. But, but still super expensive. Yeah, they were expensive, and not, like, they weren't fast enough to keep up with the, uh, like, your aces t traditionally. But even then, we uh, you got to see things like you would have an Omega Leader that would have Focus, Evade, and Target Lock on the initial fight. Like, that's really powerful. Like, that, that initial turn where he has to Target Lock is, is rough. And, because uh, you don't have a Focus, sure, you have the Evade, but now you've got all of them. Like, now you got all three, that's really strong. 
so it was gated at around like you know mid 30s to mid 40 points if you wanted things like Palpatine on it or or you wanted to do a Striden list with some really cool stuff. Now it's really really cheap. It's scarily so cheap. So let's go through some of the spoiled ships that we learned about. I want to talk about AP5 first because I'm I'm very excited for this one because he's so cheap. And then personally, maybe. I'm kind of touch and go with Finn. I'm not there yet, but I think I've got some builds for him. But AP5, he's pilot skill one, which is, you know, great. And uh, his ability is when you perform the coordinate action after you choose a friendly ship and before it performs a free action, you can receive two uh, two stress tokens to remove once. What? How does that work? I don't understand. So the, the Cethapede gets two stress but you take a stress away from the target that you're wanting to give an action to. Because normally oh, if I want to give a free action to someone that is stressed, they can't do it. They can't take that action, right? Right, so but you remove this. Ah, exactly. that's pretty good. Yeah, and oh, hey, that uh, that ship has a crew slot on it, so you can just throw a inspiring, inspiring recruit, recruit, and suddenly now he can do it every turn, which is for... really, really powerful. And PS1 is actually a feature for Coordinate. Um, yeah. Because now you can do things like coordinate at PS1 your aces that might be in a vulnerable position to, like, action bombs or uh, rigged cargo shoots or things like that. Or they, if they don't have advanced sensors, for example, you can coordinate, roll them out of the way of rocks or, or anything like that. And doing that early in the uh, activation phase so that you're, you know the board state is really powerful. Yeah, it seems so, pretty good for 16 points, in theory. For I, 15. I, 15. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just assuming that you're going to slap uh, Inspiring Recruit on this guy, and it's a built-in built, built in extra point. Uh, although you could argue that even if you never use his ability for 15 points, it may be sufficient to get value out. That is, that is exactly how I view this thing. And this, okay, so this is going to be maybe perhaps unsurprising. But my first thought process is R3A2 on this ship. It's the cheapest R3A2. Oh carrier. no, it's, it's absolutely and a cheap. Uh... And front and front and back is really really good for R3A2. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of experienced that with Nora. It's a and cheaper Braylon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Way cheaper. And and you can do some stuff like that. Like this also might be unsurprising, but I you can run four snap snap crack A wings with that. That's really good. Everything comes back to snap crack. <laughs> Look, I mean, I understand I have my a problem, but like that is not a bad list to do four of those, and then Can, this ship with op spec and R three eight. I was gonna say op spec has to be in there somewhere. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. in there. That's that was mm-hmm. that was a given. Blair, have you uh, have you got any cethapede lists st- stashed away? No list. There's there's one thing Kalen brought to my mind since. And oddly enough, it's kind of what you were talking about, Ricky, but Ezra with Snapshot, R3, A2, and Gunner, 26 points, exactly the same cost as Stress Hog. Pretty much equally tanky, uh, three less hit points, but you've got two agility and his ability, and you're at PS5. And the ability to Snapshot someone, completely shut them down so they can't, they cannot now boost your barrel out of your arc and then hit him with two more stress again, triple stressing them in a single turn. That's that's a pretty scary thing. So they're uh, so that's that's just something that Kalen brought to my mind. So what what did you have on Ezra there again? Sorry. Snapshot R three A two and Gunner. Okay. So I'm looking at 
Ezra trying to figure out a way to make her more tanky, like take push the limit and intentionally keep yourself stressed every turn so that you can use her ability, because then, unless you roll blanks, you know? Uh, uh, Bob, real quick, before you draw any more of the Nerd Rage, <laughs> Ezra is a guy. So I'm sorry. Please get, I please get that right. <clears throat> he. You're way too nice, Bob. I was just going to let that keep going. Uh, yeah. I just like cry out. I just wanted to keep going. Um, so, uh, so let's jump into some of the other cards that were spoiled in the in the article. Let's jump. They did spoil. Speaking of Ezra, they did sp- spoil Ezra and Maul. Do we want to jump into that? That's interesting. I mean, right. So, so Maul, when it is a three point crew, when attacking, if you are not stressed, you may receive any number of stress tokens to reroll that many attack dice. So. That's pretty good. You can basically give you a reroll. It reminds me of uh, who was the guy who used to give you? Was it Zuckus? Yeah, yeah. And then after performing an attack that hits, you may remove one of your stress tokens. So that's not bad. That gives you a free reroll. That's the interesting side, is being able mm-hmm. to dump stress on hit. Is that on any hit? It's not even one that you. Oh my god! I just realized that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and, and so also, I guess that you can run Maul with Ezra, who's rebel only, and then his ability three points as well. When attacking, if you are stressed, you may change one of your focus results to a critical result. Yeah. So, which is pretty good. So yeah, so Maul is a scum crew member, but he can be taken in a list that also has Ezra somewhere in the list. So that could be Ezra crew, that could be Ezra pilot on any of the things that he pilots. There's like what twenty seven ships now. Uh, so it's not quite as bad as Sabine, but almost. So pairs this... decently with that uh, that hammer ghost, the Lothal rebel. Yep. With the Ezra crew, but I just don't see. I mean, there's, and then maybe those corner cases, but I don't see how it's better than Dengar crew, and, and I don't see how it's better than, like, even Predator, which, but I know it's a crew instead of an EPT, so if you need that EPT slot, but, nah. Well, so you can do there. really cheeky things with, uh, like, a new school party barge, with Maul, Zuckus, and uh, an inspiring recruit. So now, like, your green removes two stress, and when you hit someone, you remove two stress. So you can actually stress way up, bleed a bunch of it off, and then still be fine, and still be zuckus. When you hit everything. someone, you remove one stress. Uh, you remove one stress, and inspiring recruit is when you remove a stress, you can remove oh. a second. Oh, well, my bad. Nice, nice. So, yeah. So, so I mean, so, it's it's yeah. only three, like because I don't think yeah. you, you can't do it more than once a turn, right? It's once per turn. I don't remember. Uh, but even still, doesn't like, say so. Or you talk about inspiring recruit yeah. or mall? Inspiring recruit. Inspiring recruit. Oh, it is once around. You know, once per round, yeah. So I mean, like, so you can't. I guess you couldn't do four, but still, like, inspiring recruits. You'd be using that a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Use that a lot. I mean, so I don't know is that's better better than just not put or I don't know is that's if you shouldn't just put Dengar like you were saying for the rerolls like, but it's it's an interesting space. I don't know is he's great, but maybe I like the idea. Uh, I like anything that helps you manage stress and gives you real amounts of stress for the uh, uh, for your cost. So the so, obvious other synergy here is Ezra Bridger crew with Maul crew. It's a little expensive. Uh, don't laugh at me, but this is the first time that I looked at using these two together. So obviously you you trigger Maul to reroll one die. That gives you a stress. Ezra Bridger's ability 
says when attacking if you are stressed you may change one of your focus results to a crit so great if i rolled yep. an eyeball now it changes to a crit oh it hit so the, now the stress comes back off so you get yep. one reroll you get an eye to a crit and if it's on something like a ghost which is probably always going to hit with four dice with some odds then i don't know maybe that could be good somewhere it seems a little expensive for what it's doing but it's interesting So let's jump into probably the least hype crew, uh, the courier droid. That's the one that we haven't talked about. It's limited, so that means you can only run one per ship, right? Yep. Okay. Anyways, at the start of the place uh, <laughs> forces step, you may choose to treat your pilot skill value at zero. So that's when you're setting down your ships. Yep. As zero or eight until the end of the setup. Zero point crew. Uh, yeah, I mean... Tell me when this would uh, be good. Like, I guess, like, placing at 8 when you are a jousting list yep. is is pretty good because then you know how to, like, be directly across the thing you want to shoot as opposed to just guessing. I guess that's useful. I mean, so, I can see corner cases if you're, you're getting no crew available, you can throw this thing on there. Right, so it's actually really good for um, a, uh, like, a gunner, vader, decimator. Or just mm -hmm. a Vader, des Vader patrol leader. Like, throw Corey or mm -hmm. Druid on there too, because why not? And you get to set up at 8 with the rest of your aces. Right, and you can know that it's... In, especially for a ship that... That ship is on, is really fast, like large space ships are. And you can just get to where you need to be to make that attack just a little bit easier. I don't... Yeah. I don't see the one for zero other than... I don't know, maybe there's an area that you want to control, but it's some, is there ever a time to do zero? Is there... Oh, to set up at zero? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing comes to me offhand, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> so there's the joke use of this crew, which is you put them on New Han, and then you can basically put them anywhere on the table because you can't be too close to somebody at that point. <laughs> they could place uh, right next to you, though, couldn't they? They can, yeah. That, so that was the someone placed a new Han down like right outside the uh, the two range, and someone put their uh, Lambda shuttle right next to him, like facing him. Mm. You just so. put him in the corner. Can you put him in the corner of your opponent's uh, deployment zone? I forget his. Wording. I don't. I yeah. I don't know his wording offhand either. I need to I look like this up can't... now. <laughs> I'm almost. All there. right. So let's jump into some of the 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 more hype crew or not crew cards, but some of the astromech cards because there are some pretty good ones that have. Uh, there's an amazing astronaut card. And yeah, yes, you could okay. be put in the corner. Oh, yeah, okay. So let's go ahead and kind of feel out which one we like more. Let's start with Chopper. He's a one-point <laughs> astromech. And his action is you can discard one other equipped upgrade card to recover a shield. That's pretty good, actually. The, this is FFG's counter to everyone always putting all the stupid zero-point upgrades on all their ships. So, like, having guidance chips on everything. They're like, fine, you want to bring all those those cards? We're going to make them use them and make, make them worthwhile now, damn it. Yeah, so it, it forces you to use all the extra stuff you've got, but that's pretty good. Like, you get rid of guidance chips just for freezy. I mean, sure. if you get rid of, you know, just some of the nonsense stuff you have. Like, there's a lot of times that that might be worthwhile to recover a shield. That's pretty powerful for one point, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, it is, but it's an action. And it is an mm -hmm. astromech. So, like... Okay, and it's a unique astro, like right, like it's Chopper's name. He's unique, so mm -hmm. I don't see it like breaking anything wide open. Is there a specific spot that you think this is good? Anybody? 
Well, he can chuck zero-point upgrades like the courier droid you were saying. This in the card yeah. art, like, Chopper is is hunting down the courier droid or I something? I think he's, like, yeah. He's, he's literally breaking it apart. Or, or in the courier droid art, Chopper is around the corner, rather. I, huh. I mean, he I, is actually... <laughs> I think anytime you take anything and your droid slide isn't taken up, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna take it. Cause like I said, I mean, anyone can take guidance chip. So unless, I mean, obviously with X-wing integrated is always uh, probably gonna win that slide over. But like anytime you're taking just a Y-wing and you don't have a droid, like yeah, absolutely, you're gonna take this. Like why the hell not? So, I think we'll I think we'll see it. Is there a way? So I have a question for you. Is there would there be a way to if you took the title right, you could eat an action to kill the title and then be able to use TLT, like in its full use. Yep, outside your arc, you can that's, do that. That's pretty bitching. I like that. So yeah, with a Y wing, you can take bomb load out and uh, guidance chip and uh, the title, and you've got three potential shields right there so granted that y-wing's like gonna melt so fast <laughs> that once he starts getting focus fired like he's probably not gonna be able to get all three of those but i mean for one point like why yeah it's, not, it's not a know? bad one point card that's exactly what it is like hey if i can if you can fit him in there cool yeah it's pretty self-balancing in that it costs an action which is a pretty high opportunity cost yeah yeah all right, so let's get into the other one, which I think everybody is a little bit more hyped about. Yeah, the, fl- the really the good flight astromech. Ass- yes, the flight assist astromech. For one point, you cannot attack ships outside of your firing arc, so not for you, TLT, or at least not for you, TLT without, without title. Without title, yeah. Warthogs exactly. are back, baby. After you execute a maneuver, if you did not overlap a ship or obstacle and there is no enemy ship inside your firing arc at range 1 to 3, you may perform a free boost or barrel roll action. That is crazy good. That's really strong for a lot of things. So walk me through... uh, So first of all, for a point, it improves the agility of of at least uh, the... What the just generic X-Wings, man. Like, yeah, it's so ge- good. Like, uh, Blair, are you going to try uh, New Age 4BZ? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, wh- what are your thoughts on this, Blair? This seems like it's on, uh, uh, on an upgrade that's up your alley, at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the restriction. I feel like they probably could have left that out, and it would have been okay. I don't know what you guys the, think. The but... attacking ships outside your firing arc, you mean? No, the the fact that they ha- you cannot boost a barrel if they're already in your firing. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, that makes it quite interesting because like, when you're on your final uh, approach. So I I actually like that in the sense that it uh it helps the generic jousters like X wings in their problem, which is they can't turn with aces, right? Like they can't. They just you you can't keep up. Uh, now it's going to let them actually make the turn to get someone in in arc to shoot, or possibly even get out of someone arc someone's arc. Like if they've got a flank on you. But what it doesn't let you do is close from range three to two or two to one. So it's not increasing their offense when they get to shoot someone. It's just letting them shoot someone in the first place. It's just gonna yeah. It's gonna generate a lot more. Does that does that make shots. sense? 
like in the end for it a makes point. sense but i mean or your or your argument is there are they're so far behind let them get to range one Ex- exactly i mean <laughs> okay a ru- rule of 11 is what kills generics like even having a four forward it's like it's hard when you're up against those aces with those harpoons so having a four forward and then being able to boost to get to range one to where you don't have to eat that like that would really be the saving grace for a lot of those ships so it definitely helps but i i feel like they could have left that out and it it would it still would have been okay i can kind of see that i I get where you're coming from at least so are are these how are these for some of the higher pilots because you can pcl off of this can't you oh sure it's an action yeah yeah it's an action Oh, so no for high pilot skill it's awesome too like this actually makes like vi west way more like a thing you know like it, yeah. it might not be tier one, but it's definitely way better than it used to be. Yeah, definitely. Because um, it is a wedge. Like wedge could actually show up on a board. Like how crazy is that? It's kind of terrifying. He hits stuff really hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, does he? Does he though anymore? I feel like I just I have I, I have PTSD of wedge hitting stuff really hard. But he might not anymore. It, well, no, I mean he just. He, I've got eight hit points. He, right, he hits he hits hard, but he doesn't hit like five dice with all mods hard. Whatever. Uh, That's kind of sad. It's still true. <laughs> Rack laughs at wedge anyway. Reduce my agility if I want. <laughs> sure, right? Yeah, I don't I don't care. This is an interesting awesome. card from a balance perspective for a community mod because I'm rebalancing all the ships so that they're actually good without this droid, but the real game is at the point that it, the generics need this in order to be helpful, uh, to be useful, so I have no idea what I'm doing with this thing. I, I'd probably just adjust it with points and make it appropriate that way. Um, but this sounds like a really interesting, fun fun droid to fly around with for sure yeah this has got to be the go-to one for x-wing the problem x-wings but the for me the problem is are they they're still probably not good enough yet even though this is uh uh, helpful for some of the higher pilot school ones do you are you going to see this on t70s at all do you think so primed thrusters makes it a little bit more interesting because you could k-turn or whatever and if you didn't have anyone in arc you could still do the free booster barrel roll action via prime thrusters even though you're stressed so that might let you do a few things that you couldn't normally do okay i see that blair you got any uh uses up your sleeve that you're thinking about for the flight assist mech <clears throat> Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty much what Tyler said. I mean, I think rookie pilot is for me. That's really where I'm looking for it. I think I do think uh, Wes is probably the next best op- next best option apart from just trying on generics, just because that's where he really struggled and he didn't really have a good droid that kind of went with him. Like people tried R three A two, but that really shut down his action economy or his his. Uh, movement but in, in this meta i think that wes is his ability is really good uh the chassis still sucks obviously but now it's uh gonna be a lot a lot easier obviously for him to catch people in arc so that's really what i'm looking at is just uh the rookies and uh i mean jess maybe i still think like R2D6 and an EPT is probably the best call with her. But 
she's obviously yeah yeah because swarm leader's so good with her yeah she's she's obviously probably the best x-wing now with the bigs nerf so i'm sure there's a lot to there's something you can look at there with her but yeah it'll be interesting to see i know uh our boy theorist is actually pretty high on him ricky i was talking to him last night and he thinks they're pretty good so and you know, anything that boosts right but i mean it's boost and barrel <laughs> though Anything that can boost with theorists is, is he's is on board with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's boost and barrel, so it's pretty boost good. and barrel. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, like there there are ways to to use that. So uh, before we move on to the silencer, Blair, do you have any sort of uh, good seat that bead uh, lists up your sleeve that you've been thinking about? Not really. I think again the Ezra that Kaylin uh, was telling me about, I think is. Pretty tempting. There's definitely some stuff there with AP5 because it sort of is giving you like there's a potential like now potentially everyone in your squad has advanced sensors, right? If if AP5 moves before or the same as everyone, now your opponent has to be a lot more cognizant of that. Is that any ship on in your list can do an action before they move? So if you're going for that key block on an ace or if you're going with forth with the knowledge that this ship can't barrel or boost before moving now all of a sudden they can so just a naked ap5 for 15 points i mean i there's there's some potential there i feel like so we'll see but i think there's definitely some potential there with that little guy so yeah, I think the biggest right. drawback here is that uh, he's five hit points behind two agility. So if your opponent decides that he thinks that the ship is an integral part of your synergistic uh, strategy, then he's going to kill the ship unless you uh, really outfly him or something. And it still does cost 15 points. So I haven't spent a lot of time headspacing this, but I'm sure that somebody like Nathan Eide, who's you know, always looking at corn and corn versions and things like that. Didn't because he was flying an Ahsoka version, right? Like he had like Ahsoka and corn and something else. So mm -hmm. this kind of smells sort of similar. Um, last thing, Ahsoka is a lot better for that list though, because that mm. the whole thing was designed around if corn gets blocked, then he can I can still get him his actions anyway. That whole thing was like I can barrel roll him off of something, or still let him turtle with Ashoka. This is completely different because this is... AP5 goes before everything. Ashoka was after... It was at the start of combat. So, I get... But, to that point, Nathan was also flying uh, Advanced Sensors Corrin when he won uh, Nationals. So... This so so AP AP five would be alt would be kind of like taking away the advanced sensor portion, but you'd suddenly get FCS and you hit harder on your secondary mm -hmm. attack and all that. Yeah, but the only thing is now, I mean, Ashoka worked because you couldn't shoot her with a, with most ships, and f even if if you, even if you had a PS nine or higher, you still had to get through bigs first. Mm -hmm. uh, so AP five versus advanced sensors, I don't know. I kind of feel like I'd rather have advanced because AP AP five is going to die. <laughs> so, right, that's the issue. I, yeah. So yeah, flight is unless unless your all, all other option is an A wing at range one, right? Right? Huh? Eh? Okay. Try it out, Ricky. <laughs> Let us know. So flight assist. I have the ridiculous combo here. I, you mentioned T seventies. Uh, what about Ninnum? Crazy, right? 
if you put pattern analyzer on Yunnum. So his ability says when you receive a stress token, if there's an enemy ship inside your firing arc at range one, you may discard that stress token. Okay, fine. Flight assist. So do your sloop, and then with pattern analyzer, you do the check pilot stress after the perform action step. So I think that lets you do the flight assist astromech after you sloop, yeah. gets you in position, then you get the stress, and then his ability goes off, which is kind of like you could do that already with pattern analyzer, except that it was a free action and you can still you can still do your action but you could probably do like triple insanity because you could push the limit off of the flight assist you could get an extra action there it gives you another stress but they both go away if you've got a thing at range one and then you get your regular action and you're quickly running out of actual actions to do but in theory that could all stack up and work together I, I th you don't even need push the limit because you, you can intensity, right? Well, you can pattern analyze, you do your sloop, pattern analyze the flight assist, the barrel guys. roll, sorry, ta talon roll, pattern analyze the barrel roll, and then do your normal action to boost. Yeah. I'm, if you need to boost and barrel roll to get someone in arc. Uh, and it, then you get to range one, and it's, it's a gone, It's a so. cheeky, clever... Yeah. You it's still really janky. Yeah, like, Nian, Nian, Nian is really, Nian really fun. still dies yeah. really easy. <laughs> I, what, what was the, the comment there, uh, Ricky? What'd you say? I was like, he either works beautifully or he just dies in a blaze of fly fire without doing anything. Yeah, yeah, for me, Nian was either, like, the greatest feeling in X-Wing or it's just dead before the, behind, like, behind, before the end of the sentence, you know? Yeah, to be fair, that conversation in our Slack chat was the motivation for me bringing this up because it just looked like an even more ridiculous double downing on an already risky proposition. So somebody's going to try this in casual. And... Hey, it looks fun. Do we do we put out a bounty yeah, that for is that? A great, that's a great uh, thing. It looks fun. <laughs> Winning with the Nian... Uh... Neon, no, no, uh, flight no, the bounty would be you have to pull off the very specific combo of you have to do uh, a K-turn or a Talon roll with Pattern Analyzer, trigger the Flight Assist Astro to do the free boost and then pull the stress off versus Neon's ability. And of course you need to also win the game because... <laughs> the the record-keeping for that seems uh, dubious. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Okay. Um... Let's move on to the uh, the silencer article. I, Tyler, I know that we've been like holding this from you, so you pay attention the whole episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but before the silencer uh, article came out, there was a like the article came out after the leak of the dial, right? Yeah. So basically, what ended up happening was there was a. Uh, somewhere in fr uh, France, like a copy of the silencer got sold early. Like one of the stores, like got them, and we're like, now we're like, just hey, we're gonna blatantly ignore the street date and sell them. And yeah, uh, and so like, so I there was a guy on a uh, on Reddit was talking about it. Like the guy that actually took the pictures, someone opened one, so he took the pictures of stuff and he posted it in like their local Facebook chat kind of group shit, you know what I mean, their, their little local group and he said within five minutes it had already like spread across the internet like it was on Reddit, it was it was going everywhere at that point so basically we got to see the dial early, we got to see the whole package spoiled, so I presumably FFG might have planned on waiting until Friday instead of Wednesday to release the article, whatever it's, it's all good, or was it Wednesday or Tuesday that they released it anyone, my days are running together three green banks, that's all I'm thinking about 
Oh, that's it? Not the five straight green? Yeah, like, that's let's, it. let's go. Let's go. Uh, talk about like, oh, did I get stuck? Nah, fam, I'm out. You can't block all the moves. It's not possible. Um, so yeah, it's got a really good dial. It's uh, it's, is it the best dial? Do you think? I think it the is. in the game. Honest to God, it is. Yeah, I think <sighs> man, it is. no, no, it's not. The Jumpmaster still has the yeah. best dial. It doesn't have a white re- turnaround. Like, yeah. if it if it had a white. Uh, Talon roll or K turn? Then sure, yeah, it'd be it'd be stupid. Okay, fine. Is but, it the second best? I mean, it's dial? really the, yeah. It's it's probably the second best. Yeah, I think I say that. Yeah, and it's I mean it's really close. Don't get me wrong. Like it's stupid it's, close. It, it's just all of the twos are green. Yeah, it's all, an inter- almost all of the threes are green. So all the banks are. It, and it's then four it's an A wing dial that has th- uh, three greens or the three five banks are green. straight. Five straight green is incredibly fun after a K turn. When you actually move backwards yep. uh, in two ter- in two rounds. Yeah, and it, and it has talent rolls, so it's got uh, about two. And it's got yeah. The, the three talent rolls are are very good. I think it's it's hands down the best, the second best. It, it arguably the best, easily the second best. Yeah. I don't even it's... like even the freaking the uh, Fen, whatever the hell ship he is, the Protectorate. Even that. Even it's, it's even better. Than oh, that. it's way better so. than that. Yeah, I like it way better than the Petri- Petri- Protectorate dial. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's just hard to compete with the, that white two sloop. That's the really only. The, and it's they're super close, and I don't think anybody else is anywhere in the ballpark. So we 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 got that, and that was that the only thing that leaked, or we they leaked everything? No, no, they, they, yeah, it leaked part? everything. So we we got to see blackouts point cost early. We got to see the generics point costs. Did FFG, uh, I don't think. Did, FFG sued the generic cost and that came up on Reddit or something. It was in the same group of pictures that, from France. I don't rem- I, I since we saw everything, I didn't really read the FFG article super close, so I'm not sure if they hid the other cards in the uh, in like the little click through picture section because that's like where the dial was. They didn't actually show the so dial in the main we, picture. Do we want to jump through then the costs of the ones that haven't been spoiled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the. Blackout, who was the PS7 silencer. So we knew there was a PS7 silencer pilot, but we didn't know how much it cost and what the uh, pilot ability is. So the the cost, first of all, is, is crazy. It's 31 points base, which is four points less than Kylo. I don't think anybody predicted it would be that cheap. Like, everyone was thinking 33. That seemed to be about where we were going to be at. Uh, we were going to we The stock guesses were like 33 for that, 31 for a, uh, like a, a PS6 EPT style, and then... Uh, high 20s for like 29 28 for a uh, uh, like a low pilot skill generic and we're way cheaper than that like we're super cheap like 31 points is pretty bonkers so we'll get into your feelings on that ship here in a minute or do we just want to get into that uh what that specific ship or the cost points yeah uh well so like that specific... so blackout's ability is pretty interesting so it's anytime he's shooting at an opponent that is obstructed he reduces their defense dice by two. Uh, so that's very important wording uh, because it's not agility, right? Because your agility can is is capped at zero. So no, matter, so no matter what, he's eliminating the agility bonus and he could potentially be eliminating some of your agility dice if you're anything other than an agility zero ship. Correct, yeah. So it's basically his wedge that ignores the rock. 
So he's going to want to hug rocks, get in behind them, and shoot. Or debris, either one, right? Uh, and shoot so that... Well, debris have bigger have bigger areas. So uh, I mean, there are some big rocks too, though, but yeah. Uh, so you but want... the, biggest, the biggest space yeah. uh, debris, like the biggest space like uh, obstacles are mm-hmm. debris, aren't they? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I don't well, think so. It, it gets awkward. I think at least one of them. One of them is the biggest. Yeah, one of them's pretty big, but it, those new rocks in the new core are pretty damn. Well, but uh, it also, too, yeah. I think you could see in that picture. I don't remember specifically that uh, uh, we're getting more new debris. So okay, here's an interesting question: oh. Would you purposely? Or, uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. We can't see that, but maybe because oh, it's in a bigger box, if, right? If you're running that ship, would you purposely run onto debris just so it's it's got uh, it's obstructed? No, but I'm gonna run it with advanced sensors, no. so I'll just park because right in front you, of it. You just run advanced sensors, so you don't ever <laughs> you're never gonna hit a debris. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's the whole point. Um, <sighs> I won't say never, but if I do, I'm really choosing to do so. Uh, so it, that's that's a cool ability. It's an interesting ability. It. Uh, it benefits taking cover for him, and you actually become like Wedge when you're shooting through cover at someone else. It's interesting to me that the pilot that gets an ability like this is in the faction that can't take rigged cargo shoots. Like, FFG, when's my illicit slots coming? Uh, and we and we still don't have evil astromech slots. Come on, guys. Like, the movie has an evil astromech in it. Like, let's go. But, so, those are that's just a slight aside. So 31 points, right, so, that's really good. Like that's, you so, can do a lot yeah, of stuff how, with that. I know that you personally are like kind of looking at this ship as a ship that you want to run over like, you know, the Vader or Whisper. You don't really run Whisper anymore, but you uh, run That's Vader, not true. Certainly. I like Whisper. Whisper's my girl. Like, I'm just currently using Vader. That's all. Uh, <laughs> taking a break for the Dark Lord. So... My like I generally like flying a uh, a beefed up decimator plus one ace right that's what I've been doing for the last year now basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest problem with running Kylo is the fact that he is unique in the you can't bring Kylo crew if you're bringing Kylo flying something. And Kylo and crew is amazing. Stu- like it's really really powerful and it just makes certain matchups auto win for you and that's. I feel like is going to hamper Kylo Pilot and the Silencer. And second of all, his cost. Like, that four points is very significant. For four points, like, I can drop two pilot skill and pick up a title and auto thrusters on my ship before mm-hmm. we even start putting any other points on them. I, I would rather have title and auto thrusters almost every day. Uh, and a base 31-point th- Silencer, I can get into that 38, 39-point range that fits with the rack that I, pr- I like flying. I can't put a Kylo with that rack that I like flying because I can't use Kylo crew and he's just too expensive. So I could easily see a, uh, like a 39 point, uh, blackout with advanced sensors, push the limit and auto thrusters. Like you can't get the title in there, which is sad because the title's really good, but you just don't have that extra two points, but that gives you Palpatine. Like I have Palpatine, I have Kylo, I've got adaptability on rack and engine upgrade still. So I think that's really strong. So let's talk about uh, the other two uh, pilots just to get them out. Yeah. Uh, the pilot skill 6-1 doesn't have an ability, but uh, what is it? It's got an it's EPT. Got an EPT. Points is... Yeah. Uh, he's 29, which is really cheap. Like, man, is that cheap? Or is he 20? No, no, no. He's cheaper than that, right? I don't know. I think that's what you told uh, me he was. 
I thought he was 29, and then is it... Because I know the other one is 26. I know the cheapest one is 26. Does that generic get run at all at 26? I mean, can you think of anything? Bob, you're trying to convince me that it's good with auto thrusters and FCS. I don't buy it, but it might be. Maybe. Uh, I mean, so the raw numbers are there, but it assumes that you can actually keep your guns on target about half the time. Uh, well, right. that, sorry, that you can use the fire control system target lock about half the time. Uh, it actually comes in with the PS4 with fire control system and auto thrusters is 30 points, right? So it's 26 base, two points each for the fire control system and auto thrusters. Auto thrusters, let's be real, that's auto include. Fire control system, maybe not, but super strong. I mean, pretty brainless. Um, I don't know that you want to be advanced censoring at PS4 without an EPT, so sure, fire control system. If you do that, it's got a jousting efficiency using my really old metrics, or I should say my really old baseline, uh, but it's got a jousting efficiency of like 102%, which is actually roughly-ish what the Pilot Skill 2 Assault Gunboat is with heavy laser cannon and linked battery. They just get there very different ways. The Striker is a very balanced ship from an attack and defense standpoint. It's got pretty good attack and pretty good defense. Uh, the gunboat is just all attack all the time with kind of some defense. So so yeah, we yeah, were it, we've been sort of we've been sort of plotting the the uh, the gunboat. Uh, the, sorry, I have to say this gunboat gunboat hype. Um, anyways, uh, we we sort of. We've been doing the double gunboat uh, Kylo for a second, and I think that's actually pretty good. So you think that the the double the the double the the three silencers might be better than the double gunboat uh, Kylo? Well, it doesn't leave you with as many quite as many points potentially, because if you get two of these guys at thirty, that only leaves you <laughs> only leaves you with forty points for an ace. So for for Kylo, you'd be looking you at... You for sure can't put Kylo. Yeah, it'd be Ky- yeah, Kylo... Yeah, you would have to do another yeah, one. Yeah, you're 100 points with uh, with Kylo with push the limit and auto thrusters, so you're probably not going to do that. Uh, so, I don't know how many points quick draw builds come in at, but if you can get one under 40, then I guess you that's You could do... Option. Yeah, I mean, you can. You can. And the, the problem is, is that these things don't have... These things kind of feel like those defenders, you know, that the, the, the X1 defenders, and they don't have evade, and you can kill them. Yeah, the generics are just going to be I, focusing I sp- every I sp- round. I suppose you could. I suppose you can also kill those uh, gunboats as well. To be fair. Yeah, I think the gunboats yeah. will probably die easier, especially if this turret's in the game and you've got auto thrusters on them. The, the gunboats will for sure die easier. The difference is the gunboats are going to kill a lot more stuff very quickly, and in a double generic plus ace style list, you want your ace being the last thing alive. Like what in one v one stuff, right? And the gunboats are going to help you get to that. I don't think the silencers will. I think you'll get into situations where they just ignore your silencers and target your uh, your ace, and then whatever their ace is left will be able to take your silencer one v one. So yeah, I think that's that, at least how I would look at yeah, it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Actually, you, like you can't ignore the gunboats. Like yeah. you can't ignore. Like if I have Vader and two gunboats, you can't go chasing Vader because you're leaving two heavy lasers just hitting you every turn, and that's not just, nothing can handle that. So let's get through some of the uh, cards that were spoiled for uh, along with the silencer, and we can kind of maybe finish this up with a. Yeah. You know, where do we? Because there's a lot of hype around the damn silencer, and I want to kind of figure out how much we think is real and how much is just hype for the sake of hype. <laughs> so let's jump into, let's jump into the one that 
is, you know, of course, in FFG's tradition, the card for a completely different ship, but it's in, you know, this uh, this expansion. Advanced Optics, uh, you cannot have more than one focus token, but during the end phase, do not remove an unused focus token See, from your it's, ship. It's not for a different two. ship. It's not for a different ship. It works really well on this ship. If you're going to be taking okay. two actions to reposition all the time and you have two free points, you put that on your ace, like in the tech slot. Go for it. Sure, but I guess most people think of it as a pose. Yeah, most three. people are wrong. It's fine. It's not <laughs> gonna like it's it's just not like com relay is just better. Stop. <laughs> like if you need a budget Poe, find a different ship. So, uh, but so you so you think that well you can't evade on the T seventy, can you? Am I losing my damn mind? Uh, intensity. intensity, intensity Poe, intensity, yeah, intensity Poe. Com ah, relay. okay. Because you're not gonna not okay. run intensity anyway. So yeah, it's just. Okay, um, so but you think it's actually pretty good for for the ship? Do you, it's not an auto include, do you think? No, no. There's there is a lot of good tech slots open for this ship. Um, you've got sensor cluster for being defensive because you can't take an evade. I love sensor like, cluster. It's I love really it. strong. Um, pr uh, pattern analyzer is very good for doing the same trick with advanced sensors. Only you get to do it after your green move, so you get to take make the green move, take two actions, stress, then check your uh, check the color of the maneuver you did to like clear the stress so if you want to have full options all the time you have both and then you get to decide do i need two act two repositions here before i move my before i reveal the dial or after i reveal the dial and you still end up with no stress after. yeah and you're That's still in stress. Yeah, super it's... good super good <laughs> um at least positionally it's super good you're yeah, kind of paying through the nose for it but it's that's the best positional ship in the game like yeah. without question right like there's nothing can touch that is Old that is whisper the even laughs at that it's so good no yeah that's yeah whisper whisper wishes wishes she that's could, sorry could do i the said that, that wrong laughs yeah. like cries cries yeah. laughed <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um so there's a lot of competition for the tech spot in here uh and that te that tech is a cool i like i like it like the fact that we had com relay before you could do it. Um, it's interesting because it's a little bit cheaper for like a, a tie swarm of uh, tie FOs. So you could toss it on there and they take their focus early. And so then when they get in tight, they could either target lock or um, uh, evade, like for the first fight. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think they still want com relay. If you can take an evade action, I would say that com relay is better than a free focus action laying around. Uh, I, I've just been racking my brain trying to think if there's a way to get Kylo pilot in evade because that would be really helpful because he can't get an evade naturally, which is probably good. He'd be stupid broke. Yeah, you're, well, you're coming up with some janky ways to do it. You can't get an evade with um with not, PTL, not with Empire. There's no easy way. Like, is there a crew somewhere that he can get an evade? I, I feel like there's no. lots of crew that give you focus tokens and things like that, but... Uh, yeah, you can no get focus, fates. you can get target locks in Empire, and then... well, So he's got two different EPTs that he could take to give it to him. So you could do an intensity Kylo with Com Relay, just like Poe. It's not as good, but you could do it. Um, and then you could also do the, the new um, uh, Debris Gambit. Yeah, let's, let's talk about this, which... I hate this card, but as you let's should. talk about it, uh, uh, because I because I do want to just get that card over with. Yep. Small ship only. It costs two, should cost zero. <laughs> uh, it should cost negative. No, it should cost zero. Action. Assign one evade token to your ship for each obstacle at range at range one to a maximum of two evade tokens. Yep. Uh, 
a over, way overpriced for not much value. It's it's youngster fodder, is what it is. Like people are gonna want to take this with Tie Fighters and then give them two of aids when we come through the, the asteroid field instead of one. Like, okay, cool. I am determined. I'm going to fly some sort of jank paylob list that uses this because he's the one ship that would love to have extra evades because he always gets shot so quickly. He draws so much heat. Just gonna skirt him around those obstacles. It's fine. Just put him between two. Two evades every turn. And I'm gonna gank your token and then I'm gonna TLT everyone. It'll be fine. Well, and you're gonna have Moldy Crow anyway, so you're gonna bank like seven focus before the game even starts. Yeah, this is a very expensive proposition. This is <laughs> right? what, like a 32-point payload? Sure. More? <laughs> At least. No, it's... More than that? More than that. Let's... Let's get to the other upgrade just to like get that one up too. Although this one actually has got some use. It's Threat Tracker, also small ship only. When an enemy ship inside your firing arc at range 1 to 2, it's a lot of restrictions, uh, becomes the active ship during the combat phase, you uh, may spend your target lock on that ship to perform a free boost or barrel action if that, ship, if that action is on your action bar. There's like... <laughs> a lot of restrictions there yep. for three points. So, basically, the FFG designers went, man, you remember there used to be this really cool interceptor pilot called Tur, And he could shoot, and then he could, like, booster barrel roll and get past things. We should do that, but on everything that can take an EPT and, or take a, a system slot and a tech slot and charge him five points for it. Okay, I guess. So now you could roll up at high. I think they even had it in the article. They had a PS11 Kylo with threat tracker and, and fire control. And just run up to something really close, shoot it, get your target lock. When it tries to shoot you, booster barrel roll out of the arc. Okay, yeah, but I mean, it's when, maybe. it's when the ship... It's when the enemy ship uh, activates, though. Yeah. So that works even if you're just getting out of arc. If you can yep. position yourself such that your boost or barrel roll will get you, get you out, out of, of arc. the arc. Yep. Yeah, I mean. Or you could boost closer it's... to them so they can shoot you at range one. <laughs> sure, sure could, sure could. I mean, maybe you've got. Uh, hey, uh... maybe you're going against an HLC gunboat and you want to be range one. That <laughs> works. Or your name is Fen Rao, but that doesn't work with Fen Rao. Yeah, he can't take this. Yeah. Thank God. So huh? it's it has some unique opportunities for rebels, I think, um, because the, you've got like the target lock sharing stuff. So like they have the arcs that like Shar Bay, Bay that like can uh, other people can treat their her target locks as yours. Um, if it man, if it wasn't small ship only, like I when the French version got released, I didn't know what the uh, restriction was on the top of it. And we had a loose translation and I was like, oh, man, if I have a, a, a Upsilon shuttle with fire control system, weapons engineer, and this thing, we are we are boosting, we are dogfighting. Like, let's go. That's funny. But, uh, yeah. Alright, so let's let's kind of, let's talk about the silencer in general. I, I, you know, there's a lot of hype about this ship, you know, and like, Empire's good now. Uh, and, you know, I've seen a lot of that out, and okay, so I want Tyler, I want your take. I mean, I I don't know, man. I, yeah, I, so, I don't Tell me one way or another. Well, so, okay. I think it's a good ship. I think we have two pilots that are that give us interesting design space. Uh, like I said, I, I will play around with Blackout in a, uh, a Racklow Ace build. 
I don't know is it's better than the other aces. I think it is better than the other aces in a lot of matchups where you're fighting generics or a single ship that has high pilot skill because Rack just makes them PS0 and it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, against multiple high pilot skill stuff, it's going to struggle a lot and it's going to struggle in the mirror match and against other Rack low aces. I think we'll see stuff with um, either Kylo or Blackout in other roles, such as like a, a Minox special style Omega Leader Palp Shuttle Silencer, and maybe we'll see it in like a Triple A style build, build, or even like the the crazy I'm gonna take like a 49 or 50 point Kylo and a 45 point uh, Whisper and just like a, a five point bid, whatever, it's fine. Two PS9 Super Aces and see what happens. But you don't think that this is this is not like the second coming no, absolutely of not. the Empire. Nope. Uh, it's going to be interesting. So this is going to be one of those ships that if you go to a big... Like, hey, if you're going to come to Adepticon, where we're going to have like 200 plus people playing in a system open, you're going to see a lot of silencers in the middle tables. I don't know as you'll see a lot of silencers at the top tables. Because uh, it's going to be a super fun ship to fly. Like, man, getting multiple repositioning and just getting to place your ship around and do all that kind of stuff is really great. But if he doesn't actually do damage while doing all that stuff, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's not Fell where he gets an extra dice mod anytime he double repositions. Uh, it's not Whisper where he's getting a target lock to, to help him out the whole time. So it it's in an interesting spot. I think it's a good space. I just don't think it's nearly as just omni-powerful as everybody wanna, wants it to make it out to be. Because we play in timed games, right? Like, if I had an infinite amount of time to, to wait until I got that perfect shot every time, great, fine, I, I, I win, right? But in a real game, like, I don't have that much time. Uh, I do, but that's how that's how the old yeah. palpaces won. I mean, they wouldn't kill a whole list, Tyler. They'd kill like they'd get half points and then just run the rest of the time and win a hundred to eighty. Sure, I I agree. I I agree with that. I just feel like the old palpaces and Sunter and the Inquisitor did that better than this because they actually did def they did, did yeah they, they had did more damage defense. while trying. No, they. Not getting shot versus just getting all the way out of arc. The problem I, th I think you're going to run into with the silencer is you're going to be so gung-ho on just not getting shot at and making sure you don't take damage that you give up too many shots. And unlike Sunter or the Inquisitor, where their shots that they took were good shots because they had mods for them, you're not going to have those mods on the silencer when you finally get that, that perfect shot. So you're just not going to see the damage. It's, it's just not going to put out as much damage as those other two ships did. Or you can fly a pilot skill mm. two, uh, sorry, pilot skill four guy with fire control system, fly like a homicidal <laughs> maniac, not be defensive, and hope that things hit anyway. Hope, hope your six, hope your six hit points pull you through. Yes. Um, now there, there is. It's entirely possible that there is a couple of archetypes that just aren't what we see in uh, Empire right now. You know, like it's just going to be something totally new, and this might be the the correct upgrades. Because I mean, hey, having Tekken system on the same ship is really, really good, especially when you have ten green maneuvers. So there, there absolutely could be something out there, like with a uh, a Strident build or something like that, passing it all the actions and doing all signs, all sorts of crazy stuff like that. So we'll see. Bob, what do you think? Uh, there's so much to unpack here. I mean, if you look at Kylo Ren with Push the Limit and Auto Thrusters as a benchmark, this is what you start with. He's 40 points, and he's got a jousting efficiency of 92%, which is actually really good for double-action reposition arc dodger. 
The caveat is that it is skewed towards offense, not defense, like you traditionally think of with Sumtir Fell or even the Inquisitor, because he doesn't have an evade token. So the way that a modeling pushes the limit there is he gets focused target lock every turn. Uh, and of course he's got auto thrusters. But on paper, that's a pretty good jousting efficiency for being a double reposition arc dodger at pilot skill 9. I mean, we saw Suntir Fell back in the day was maybe even a little bit under 92%. Depending on which flavor of the meta you were, obviously once auto thrusters came out, then 35 point Fell was crazy, and he was somewhere around there as well. So I feel like just the base 40 point pilot, uh, even discounting his ability completely, is still reasonable. And then, of course, you've got the tech on there that lets you do crazy stuff. Um, it could be trap points in some cases, like you spend all these points on advanced sensors and attack, and now you've dumped five. When you only need one. Yeah, like you dump five points into it, but maybe you're not actually getting five points of value. But then Duncan will fly it and kill everyone because he knows how to use it right. You know what I mean? So it's hard to math out, but it's it's a good enough base efficiency at PS9 that it can't be ignored. Um, and I, it's yeah. almost like his ability is a kicker for free, which with Kylo's ability is scary good. I, uh, Blair, you have to have you, a way to proc it. To, right. Blair, are you excited to fly against a bunch of these? <laughs> you know it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about the silencer, man? I mean, I hear what Tyler's saying. Like, there's definitely going to be some boogeymen for it in the meta. That's basically my saving grace. But, like... <laughs> Like, Fell, he was so hard to pin down. And, like, just the ability to to boost and barrel roll in the same turn. With and... with two different BS ways of getting out of it, right? That's the one thing I keep thinking about. It's like, how am I ever going to snapshot this thing? Yeah, it's like, if you spread out your arcs, you don't get enough guns to hit him. And if you concentrate your arcs, you can get out of it. And now you throw in the fact that you can do these boost barrel shenanigans before you even move and like blackout like the idea of her like flying straight at a rock and my swarm is like spread out facing the same rock how am i supposed to approach that now when she can barrel roll to either side and then you know do a 4k behind i mean there's so much potential there and if i split if i get split by that rock and i have like three ships on one side and three on the other she just focused target locks and slams into one ship, and now I got two guys shooting her. I'm again. I'm not putting through any damage. I'm not putting through enough damage. So, so I. J they've never had a ship that had system and hard greens and boost barrel natively, which gives you auto thrusters. And I feel like that's a huge mistake. I mean, this I, might be the, this might be with that combination the most maneuverable ship in the game. Yeah it, no, yeah, it is. So the one thing I will counter, Blair, is when you were talking about you used to have to spread out your arcs and then you'd, you would finally get someone, you'd get shots and you won't have enough shots to put damage through, you're going to put damage through on this ship. Like, the fact that they can't take the evade token and they're not getting the, the, the Sunterfell-style uh, stacking where you're getting an evade and a focus, they or at least a focus a when I... Yeah, they really, like, so they're going to take damage way more so than you're used to shooting at aces. And Okay, here's my counterpoint to that. They're going to take more. They also have twice the they, mother effing health. They, blackout, I agree. They do. blackout, and, and one-third of that is on shields. Yep. I mean, against Sunter, back in the day, 
your your one saving grace was if you could punch through a crit early yep. and it was a good crit then you had a chance with this guy the first two shields the first two are shields yep. and blackout with ptl advanced sensors autos is 10 percent more points than sunter was so you lose the evade but you gain the target lock well, no, so you lose, really you lose the evade and an additional agility like it and on the first shot i mean once you get hit once well, you but that was that thing, you, anyway, you so. never hit suture though <laughs> like that was the yeah, problem remember, okay. remember suture really had three actions because of his pilot ability yeah. he was really yep. double focus evade in max turtle mode which is really good yeah. he did but again also suture could not get blocked if he got blocked and you got a couple shots he was done these guys are completely different because they have advanced sensors so if i set up a good block if I, like, really spread my arcs out, because I have to spread all my arcs out, because you can bear roll and boost before you even move. Nope. So if I if I spread all my arcs way out, you can just slam into one of my ships, and now I've got, like, one shot on you, because you hit one of my guys that was supposed to shoot, the rest are spread out. Yeah, but that, so, one, that one shot's going to deal damage, because they're, they they don't have the, they're, like I said. Un unless he gets will, one shot, will, because you have to roll on four dice with full mods. But so, it will I, maybe deal no, damage. They won't, have, they won't have full mods. They're they're very, very rarely just going to... I mean, like, I feel like you would be... Something goes horribly wrong if I get to look at the board state and go, oh, I'm just going to run into this guy, take, like, target lock focus, run into the one other guy that can shoot me, and then unload. Like, if I've got to that point, I'm already, like, I'm just winning harder. Does that make sense? I mean, I've played a lot of games against Advanced Sensor Corrin with like, with like five Tie Fighters, and that is so sure. hard. Oh yeah, and oh, granted, we're talking Tie Fighters. Yeah, they're going to get regen. Shot. Though. He's got That's the problem. With he Corrin. has regen, but uh, I mean, <laughs> it's really it's the hard green and the auto thrusters that really uh, makes it scary for I me. I hear you. So. Yeah. So here's the thing. So we go back to what the heck is the jousting efficiency of this thing from a, a, a dumb numbers perspective. So if you add five more points on it, then it drops the efficiency from 92% to about 82%. What does that mean? Well, 80% is about the number that a turret wants to be at. So do I want to be a dual action arc dodger at 82%? Probably not. At that point, that's why I say I don't know if the extra five points ends up being a trap. Um, what, 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 uh, what I do know, point, what are your point breaks that you're actually talking about? So this is Kylo Ren with push the limit and auto thrusters is 40 points, and then the 45 sure. point version is add advanced sensors and pattern analyzer. Sure. Okay. So total maximum dial maneuverability. No, I mean, do things probably. It's title, isn't it? No, no title on either of those, actually. I didn't add the title yet. So, oh, okay. So, hey. I feel like you take I, title before Pattern Analyzer, without uh, question. Yeah, probably valid. But you could just put the title on both of those and say it's a multiplicative effect that's definitely worth two points on either one of those, and it makes all of the numbers mm -hmm. better. It's just hard, yeah. hard to math that out, the, the get-out-of-jail-free-once card. Um, the, yeah. <laughs> that, that is, that's the thing that actually that's sucks about this thing is the title yeah. man because what's what's the one great feeling right like you have the Z95 range 3 through a rock that shoots whisper and she rolls 7 blanks right like and then you hit her you actually kill her you're like yay you finally do that to Kylo or to, to Blackout who's hiding behind a rock at range 3 because that's where where he wants to be and then he's like wait no no I rolled I rolled 5 blanks that probably didn't actually happen. Hold on, let me just d dump this two-point title and make sure that, that this crazy low percentage thing that happened doesn't actually happen. Guys, we found where the evade token is. It just works once. <laughs> right. 
All right, so that's sort of our thought process on the silencer. Let's see here. Do we want to do a contest, Blair? Do we like what? I don't think we necessarily want to do a roll on the roll table with Lyle not here to explain to us, but is, hmm. is there anything else that, uh, or is there any contest that we want to run? Uh, yeah, Lyle, that was kind of his thing. I'm not even really sure exactly. How we were gonna all right do so it. we we do have a loot table I the one thing that we need to figure out is I need to figure out how to do uh, weighted dice rolls for your dollar contribution and then do dice rolls you know basically you know even uh, even amongst everybody but however much you contribute is like your random luck to get uh, the roll and then we'll do that plus uh, uh, and then do a pick a couple of, then do a couple just of those tune rolls. in next time people lyle looks well i will explain it in detail we're not allowed do, we're not allowed in the vault do we want to do a, a contest uh, uh, uh about uh, some of these new ships or what do we let's let's see here all right let's let's see your your most interesting uh generic uh, set a uh, silencer list because you know we're we're gonna see a ton of Kylo, we're gonna see a ton of blackout. Let's see your most uh, your your favorite generic uh, list, be it either the PS six or the PS what is it four or two, four Anyways, or six. Are, yeah, four or six. Four is the guy right. without the EPT, and six is the guy with the EPT. Other than that, uh, do we have any shoutouts that we want to give before? Before we're done, yes. No, I'm actually looking at not. online right now, and it says it doesn't come with new, new debris or obstacles. Now I'm sad. So, all right. So, I have uh, nothing. Uh, I guess let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, hopefully, uh, I'll tell you guys. Unfortunately, my wife uh, did not have the baby during the podcast, uh, so nothing to see there. Uh, let's go ahead and I'll wrap this up. So, for Blair Bunky, better known as Scruffy. For Tyler Tippett, better known as Starslinger72, and for Dr. Bob Randall, better known as Major Juggler, I'm your host, Richard White, better known as Calvin Tiberius. Thank you, Galactic Holonet, and good hunting. <laughs>